Southeast High. Hi, folks. Welcome back to the podcast. It's Wildcat Minute, where we talk about High School Musical 2, one minute at a time. I'm Condra. And I'm Tyler. Condra, it's one of those rare episodes where we're in the same room recording. Indeed. And there are animals all around us, so you're going to hear some other sounds. <laughs> uh, the joke I made was the Monsters, Inc. reference at the end when Mike Wazowski is doing stand-up comedy. And he says, hey, it's great to be here in... Your room. <laughs> I don't know why that came to me, but it's not even that funny of a line. It is in the context, but I don't know if like for our setting, what we're doing right now, it doesn't. It's make like much a sense. joke that doesn't make sense when you're watching it as a kid. And then when you're an adult, you're, you're like, like, I understand that it's a joke now. <laughs> I'm still not laughing. But today we're here to talk about minute 60 of High School Musical 2. Minute 60 starts out with Sharpay not knowing something. Wow. And ends with Troy telling Gabriella he's going to pick her up in his new truck and they're going to go to the movies. Wow. Kind of we're an hour into the movie. Oh, boy. I. <laughs> What's happened? <laughs> Nothing. Yeah, That's I feel like true. when we were an hour into High School Musical 1, a lot more had happened. We were like overwhelmed with how much was happening, I feel like. <laughs> Because that would have been like plotting kind of thing. It seems like Gabriella would have been singing Hopelessly Devoted to You around then. (laughs) That's not the name of that song. That's the Grease song. I know, but that's what we call it. That's our bit. Oh. Um, It's called When There Was Me and You. Not to that tune, but yes. It was pretty close. Eh. Because I liked the view. I like when they do that part of the song. Anyway. So, the minute 60 of High School Musical 2, we get the end of Sharpay and Ryan's little spat. Sharpay is annoyed that Ryan is making such a big deal out of it when he should obviously be excited because she's going to get to sing with Troy. Yeah. Well, Ryan had just been asking what he was going to do with his... Tiki Warrior with costume. His, yeah, with his Tiki Warrior costume. What was the name of the prince? Oh, no, I guess the name of the prince was Yeah. Yeah. I get, I get why he didn't say the whole thing. Yeah. And she had told him to sell it online. I don't care what you do with it. But now she's saying, well, Troy and I are going to sing and I'll find a place for you to sing in a different part of the show. Or maybe the next show. <laughs> like yeah. she takes it one step further and it's like, eh, maybe not. Which is like show. really just like backing out of a promise like right away. Like, yeah. Yeah, I'll pay you back or not. Yeah, maybe next week. (laughs) Or not at all. Yeah. And Ryan is obviously annoyed. Yes. He like and and we can really like this isn't just like a side glance he's done at the tail end of a conversation. Like he you can tell he's actually starting to get like, okay, Sharpay, like you're taking things too far for me, at least. Yeah, and I mean, rightfully so. They've rehearsed and choreographed and, like, he had had the costumes. Like, they Do you know were- how many instruments he had to play during that song? He was whacking all those things. He was putting his heart and soul into a problematic song. Indeed. So I understand, like, why he's so annoyed, but also for just Sharpay to treat him so poorly... As always, like, it's just I think it's hit. He's hit his breaking point here. Yeah, there's no reason for us to think that this isn't the status quo. But at the same time, it's like this, I guess. Yeah, everyone has a breaking point, as you were saying. 
Yeah, and Kelsey has some nice, intense side-eye going on. <laughs> yeah, Kelsey's just still sitting at the piano this whole minute. And... And... Well, no, what we didn't talk about was, was this thing slick. with... Uh, well, no, this thing that Sharpay's continuing to tell Ryan that he's got a spy on the Wildcats, mm. which we saw him doing earlier. Yeah, but... In a very different way. She's like, I want to know if they're going to participate. I doubt it now that Troy's going to be singing with me. Yeah, as if Troy singing with Sharpe would like completely suck the wind out of all of the other Wildcats. Yeah. Which I guess could happen. It could, but also, especially where he was singing one of the leads. Yeah. I don't see like Jason. Oh, but what if Ryan and Gabriella saying, you are the music in me, though? That would be cute. That would be really cute. There, there. I feel like Kelsey having written the song specifically for Troy and Gabriella. Yeah, like, but it's in Ryan's range. Yeah, but Sharpay is very forceful in her. I want no surprises. Yeah, she just she, much like the previous movies, surprise, which was the basketball game getting postponed, postponed, and a bunch of people suddenly showing up into the auditorium to hear Troy and Gabriella sing. A callback audition, not even a real play. Not even a real play. Definitely no surprises like that. Yeah. Does that mean it's not going to happen? Ryan might have, <laughs> with his this breaking point, Ryan may now turn t- turn the tide. Turn to the dark side, which is actually the light, light side. What if you spend the gray Jedi we've been looking for all <laughs> along? <laughs> Ryan has been in our hearts, that is for sure. Absolutely. And Ryan exits on a very cool line. <laughs> He's like, don't strain yourself, Slick, in reference to Sharpay's like, oh, I'll find a spot for you in this show <laughs> or the next show. He's like, mm. Yeah, how many, like, quotable Ryan lines have we gotten? Jazz squares, obviously. Oh, yeah, everybody loves a good jazz square. <laughs> yeah, but really not that many. Like, Chad gets more of the lines. Chad gets good one-liners that Ryan, yeah, I feel like Ryan should get more one-liners, but just doesn't. Yeah. But he got one here. <laughs> what does he say? Don't strain yourself, Slick. Don't strain yourself, Slick. Yeah. Another one of those where I bet the writer's room was like, oh, yeah, we really, really perfected this <laughs> teen slang here. Yeah, because Slick isn't something from, like, 70 years ago. But that being said, Ryan has Ryan probably, like, only watched... Movies from the like, 20s? Yeah. <laughs> he he loves his old um, Fred Astaire dance flicks. Oh, yeah. And Kelsey gives some strong side eye, <laughs> which... We is, just happened to pause the movie at, like, a funny moment yeah. where Kelsey was, like, doing an, an awkward face, but it was funny. And Sharpay comments... How entertainers are so temperamental. <laughs> which yes. the irony there. Is the pot calling the kettle yeah. black. Yeah. But Kelsey obviously does not respond to that. Instead just responds after Sharpay leaves, after Sharpay <laughs> says transpose well, one yeah. more time. So the joke is that not only is Sharpay, it's not that Sharpay is calling entertainers like fussy or something, but temperamental being the idea that you can switch between emotions very quickly, which she does. Just, mm-hmm. She's she's frustrated, and then she, she goes back to her like chipper, poppy chipper, thing. but also bossy personality. Yeah, <laughs> I can imagine being a kid and like not understanding what transpose means, and th- like being confused at this moment. Like, does transpose mean goodbye? Like, what? 
Or like, you know how sometimes when you watch a movie, you're like, I don't know what the word they said right there was, but it was a moment. Yeah, honestly, it reminds me of the end of Marley and Marley, like in Muppet Christmas Carol, when they end with change. Yeah, and for the not, longest time, I always sure thought it they was they say chains or change. It doesn't really matter either way. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't know, just something about the way she said it, it reminded me of that. <laughs> Transpose. Yeah. And then that's when Kelsey does a... Ugh. Yeah. She does well, a very good the, uh. the equivalent of a face palm, but it's head desk. But well, the desk... head, hands, elbows, piano. Yes. So her elbows hit the piano and the piano responds clangs. accordingly. It clangs or chimes or what have you. And it's just kind of like one of those funny moments where you're like, ah, yes, a sound effect. Yeah. And not like an artificial one, like the dings we've <laughs> Boing? had. Boing? <laughs> um, there aren't a lot of like artificial sound effects in High School Musical, though. No. It's not like you're watching a cartoon where the things are going boing. Yeah, a lot of that in Avatar. Yeah, we were just watching Avatar last night. That's why I thought of it. Anyway. Anyway. We cut away to Troy, Troy the basketball boy. Shooting some hoops outside after school. <laughs> when when a girlfriend who was up to no good. No, it's not Gabriella that's up to no good. It's Troy that's up to well, no good. from Fulton's perspective, from Fulton's Tr- Gabriella is mm, up to no good. Fair. Yeah, Uh, Troy shoots a layup in a new jacket. Yeah, he's got, it's not quite like a leather jacket. No, it's like like a a windbreaker. Yeah, it's like a windbreaker, like batting practice jacket. Yeah, that's a good description, but it's a zipper down. But yeah. It's like a warm up jacket, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Or like a travel jacket. But it it does not bear the insignia of the The Wildcats. The East High Wildcats. No, no, no. But in fact... The Red Hawks. <gasps> Betrayal. Troy is no longer a wildcat. I can, I can see the, like, the, newspaper, the headline newspaper headline spinning onto the screen. Very Spider-Man style. <laughs> um, and, I mean, it is very different. He, he's in black. I mean, it's black with red writing, yeah. which is... And he's got like a white t-shirt on and whatever khakis. <laughs> yeah, he's got, that, he's got that very like James Dean like... Jeans and a and a white t-shirt and a jacket on. But Gabriella notices right away. Well, as she walks into this little courtyard where there's a, a portable basketball hoop, she's like, go team. In a very flat voice. Like yeah. she is not excited right now. <laughs> as we've said many times, I love their little like hello jokes <laughs> where they say the weird, like passive aggressive things. Like <laughs> Hey, lifeguard. <laughs> but that wasn't excited. She's like annoyed. Yeah. Gabriella yeah. definitely is not happy right now. <laughs> Go team. And she's like, what team are we talking about? Because I thought we were all in this together. Troy, Troy. Bolton. <laughs> and Troy's really excited. He's like, yeah, the guys gave it to me. And he does a little spin. Yeah. And it's so <laughs> Yeah, cute. he spins on his heels, which is really cute. <laughs> And he like, cause he's showing off and the he's back like of flipping it where around he says the, yeah. the Red Hawks and stuff. And she's like amused enough, but she's also like, oh, you mean those tall people? <laughs> uh, Be what gone, is, tall yeah. person. <laughs> yeah, that's what Gabriella wishes she could say. But alas. She has to be nice and excited for her boyfriend who's been very weird lately. Honestly, like we haven't seen him be weird to her though. No. Except now that she's like 
she saw this weird Sharpay moment, him be very rude to Chad. Like, she's... Him be mildly rude to Chad. (laughs) I mean... It's like we're going through the motions of, like, what the beats of this type of movie would be, but we actually haven't gotten, like, the betrayal that... Well, he was ridiculously late for... Yeah, but again, that was, like, but that was a completely understandable moment, too. Not like he ever explained it, though. I don't know. It seems like it was pretty logical. Like, he was tied up being held hostage by Sharpay and the Evans family. They're literal employers. But the thing is, he had run through and was like, I'll be back in five minutes, or I'll be back as quick as I can. And, and then, then he, like, got, he got detained for but that like was, seven minutes. But that Tyler. was a deleted scene, Connor. It doesn't count. <laughs> but we were delayed for seven minutes. Um. Yeah, so, yeah, she's but can, just not enthused like, about it. She's not excited. She's reading it that way. Like the melodrama of it all, melodrama being like overly dramatic. So it's like they're reacting a lot to what it, in the end is actually very little. I think it's no, I agree with you, but I think it's also Troy taking back so much of what he said already and his actions are not reflecting his words. Yeah, but he hasn't. Which is annoying. He hasn't really gotten the chance to like really act on anything yet. I'm just saying. I'm just. I'm not defending him. I'm just saying the pacing of the movie hasn't actually borne out the emotion that we're supposed to feel right now. No, and I know that. (laughs) I just. I want to take a moment to reiterate that they're teenagers and have no logical brain. Um, (laughs) This is true. I work with them regularly and not to say they are not logical, but it sometimes takes a few tries and they take things very personally. And it makes sense that Gabrielle is a little upset, like upset and annoyed because Troy has been very weird and avoiding and it, it, she's feeling hurt, but can't quite pin why. Yeah. But don't worry because He'll be back in an hour. He'll be back in an hour, and he's going to take her out for dinner and a movie in in his his new new, truck. His new old truck. (laughs) I guess he just said a movie. Yeah, he said no. He didn't say anything about dinner. I don't know. Dinner and a movie is like a classic pair. Um, What movie are they going to see in? 2007? June of 2007. Hmm. Transformers? Transformers, I was going to say. I was like, I think Transformers is out then. When did one with Ratatouille? I don't know what that month. was in November. I yeah, think. I think that was a, yeah. They used to do Thanksgiving movies back then. They don't really. <laughs> that would be funny if they went and saw Ratatouille though. <laughs> That'd be so cute. Um, anyway, not really a bit that we had research on. No, that would have been sh- funny though. Yeah, should have. <laughs> well, is there anything else you got for this minute? No, I I like Troy's jacket. Yeah, no, it's a nice jacket. It, it's a very collegiate jacket. It's weird that the basketball boys, the, sorry, the basketball men, <laughs> had just an extra jacket lying around. Yeah, unless that was part of, like, Peter and Claire's thing. They, like, or Vance's thing. They, like, all work together, and they're like, hey, bring him this coat when you come visit. <laughs> and, like, they're really trying to set it up, so he picks U of A. yeah. Which I get. And I, I and yeah, you do use those like subtle things where you're like, here, have a free shirt, have a free hat. Mm-hmm. Especially in like the sports the recruiting sport. world. Oh, absolutely. So, yeah. But Kate Daner Gerald is carrying around an extra jacket and being like, here you go, bro. Have a jacket. <laughs> 
Yeah, it would be awkward, but when, you know. When Troy was was balling with the basketball men, were they out here on this like fake hoop? Well, no, they're about to go balling. So did they give him the jacket before going balling or after? Before. So they just gave him a, a jacket before they even knew how good he was. Yeah. They're just going on the word of Vance and, <laughs> and, and Claire and Peter. So, yeah, Troy's playing at this like like temporary outdoor, like, outdoor hoop. movable hoop. Like the ones you see on like the sides of yeah, streets. Like a street stuff. corner. Not like not like the one where it's like stapled to the top of a garage or like cemented into the ground. Yeah. And just like a little courtyard. He just he oh, he does a layup and we checked his form and he jumps off the correct foot, inside foot, not the outside foot. Makes the shot. Makes a shot. And Gabriella makes her shot too. Yeah, when she walks over, he like hands her the ball and she does her shot and good form, it goes right in. We discussed the possibility of Troy missing his shot and Gabriella making hers. To show, like, who has the moral high ground. Yeah, but then we realized they did that in the last movie, so, eh. Yeah. Would have been interesting if Gabriella missed her shot, though, and be like, oh, things are off. Oh, that would have been interesting. Like, one of them missing their shot would have been interesting, but, like, the way it is now, it's like, oh, well, yeah. Yeah, it's still Pleasantville where they make every shot every time. Man, I love that movie. The movie's good. <laughs> hey, speaking of old movies from the 90s, you want to talk about a decom of the week? Sure. I believe this week is a traditional decom of the week segment in which you will present to me a title and bare bone information, and I will have to develop the, the plot. Yes. So today we're going to be talking about the 1999 decom Genius, directed by Rod Daniel. Starring Trevor Morgan and Emmy Rossum. Trevor Morgan was in, he was like the other young boy in The Sixth Sense. You know, like the popular boy that um, JTT goes to a party? No. No, it's not JTT. <laughs> Stupid me. <laughs> not Jonathan Taylor Thomas. Who's the Sixth Sense kid? Uh, Joel. Haley Joel Osment. Yeah. Yeah, sorry. Wrong three named child star from the I, 90s. Yeah. I've never seen The Sixth Sense. I know, I know the, the plot twist at the end, so... He also appears in The Patriot, Jurassic Park 3, Barney's Great Adventure. Yo, I've <laughs> seen one of those movies. <laughs> and Emmy Rossum, who more recently has been in Shameless. Ooh, that's what she's most famous oh, okay. for. So it's a young boy and a young girl. Yes, but Emmy Rossum was also Christine Daae in the 2004 Phantom of the Opera. I guess that's what she could also be famous for. That's the, the the musical one, right? Yes, the one with Gerard Butler. I have seen that one. So I have seen something one of them are in, other than Barney's Great Adventure, which we saw <laughs> back in the day. But yeah, so this is her as a as like a teen child. A teen child. So I guess she's probably more famous than Trevor Morgan. Yeah. But anyway, genius, genius. 1999DCOM. Genius 1999 decom. All right. So obviously the young lad is the protagonist. And are you saying that women can't be geniuses, Condra? No, I'm saying 1999 decoms <laughs> didn't have that. So our young lad is 13, probably something like that. 12 That's actually or right, I think. Huzzah. And he, let's go, he moves to a new school and he's 
No, that's going to be Gabrielle. I'm just, I was just like, crap, I just was going to make a Gabriella storyline. So, no, he's just in his normal school. And maybe the girl is a new student. And. Oh, so less like Gabriella. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Shut up. <laughs> so he is really into, let's go with robotics because it's 1999. And you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to take um, the Magic Shop books. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take a little hint out of the Magic Shop books. And she's maybe a bit of a troublemaker. And, like, they get into an argument in science class or whatever, and his robotic thing gets destroyed or badly damaged. And so they're walking, like, they get in a little bit of trouble and have to stay after school. And when they're walking home, they find out they're, like, new next-door neighbors. And as they're walking by, they they're come, like, why are you following me? I'm going to my house. Yeah. Classic. Yeah. And so they're as they're walking home, they're like just about to turn the last corner before their house. And they like see this weird shop. And there's this like fancy robotic thing that he's been really wanting in the window. So he's like, I'm going in. And she's like, well, whatever. And like starts. But is like kind of intrigued. So she follows him in. And there's this like quirky shop owner that is like, hello. I see you two antagonize, like, you know, like the wise gentle, like the wise magic man kind of deal, like, like yes. you're, you're 17 again, or you're, so they get this fancy robotic thing for what seems to be this very, like, weird, weird trade-off where he's like, well, you'll have to teach her how to do it. And she ends up being the one that, like, is imbued with the genius of this, like, new robotic <laughs> And he gets really jealous, but they also have to, like, kind of keep it hidden that he's not the one leading the robotic club project, what have you. And um, there's a lot of shenanigans of, like, hiding the the fact that she got real smart and fixing the robotic thing. I, I have no... There's a big robotics competition coming up that they're obviously preparing for. I'm trying to patch this together. Is her is her genius like getting in the way of other things? He's really jealous at first and is just like very angry and envious, but then it starts getting in the way of like him he, she threatens his president of the robotics club and like their team is full so someone would have to get kicked out and like it just he doesn't want to admit that, and he, like, doesn't Does want to admit Does her head that. get, like, really big is my question. Oh. Maybe when like, maybe it's, like, an overtime kind of thing, like uh, Michelle Pfeiffer in Stardust, where anytime she uses magic, like, each time she, like, you, has a spark of genius, she, her head gets a little bigger, and they're also, like, racing against, like, how to fix it so her head doesn't explode. But the punchline of the movie is, you know what, Trevor... You've got the big head, like, because his ego is too yeah, big. Yeah, yeah, We got there. Yeah. And they end up having to figure out a compromise, and, like, they both are controlling the remote control for the robot, um, and that's what kind of breaks the spell. You, like, see his wizened smile out of the corner, and he, like, winks, and then, like, her head starts shrinking back down, and everyone's like, ooh. All she had to do was dumb down to his level. <laughs> No, they had to find, she stopped forcing herself into, like, finding a balance she was, of... She was working so hard to be smart that she wasn't having time. Yeah, yeah, okay. Or just, like, being well-rounded. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I like it. Kind of a little fantasy 
magic. STEM. But also science. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Thanks. It was a little magic. Uh, what's a magic cho- <laughs> chocolate touch? There we go. That's <laughs> it. So. So what do we got? So in the real film genius, Trevor Morgan plays Charlie Boyle, a 13-year-old boy who is really into physics. He's a genius level phys- physician. Nope. Physicist. <laughs> I used to do that with one of my friends in college. He was, like majored in physics and we called her a physician. <laughs> and he's also into hockey. Oh. Charlie is so smart that he's actually going to college as a 13-year-old. Oh, no. Um, but, okay, things get weird. So it's not just uh, what if a teenager was in college movie. Oh, no. He also wants to change his persona and become like a bad boy who wears a leather jacket. <laughs> To try to like Attract. get a girlfriend. And so he like he like lies to this girl, Claire, who's in like middle high school, that he goes to her school, but he's actually going to college. And so he's working with his doctor on like gravity stuff. Kind of like pseudoscience, like what if we could defy gravity? Mm-hmm. And the science lab is under the hockey rink. He's also been helping out the hockey team, and the dad of the girl is the hockey coach. Oh. So things kind of fall apart when he has, you know, she finds out that he was lying, and the hockey team loses because the science experiment explodes, and the hockey rink cracks, and so everything's (laughs) at stake, and then he has to, like, confess his true self to this girl and get the hockey team back on track so he uses the the scientific discoveries with gravity to get. They play air hockey. No, no, <laughs> and that is clever though. I like that. No, to like help the hockey team win, actually to stop the other hockey team from cheating. I think. Oh. And so like, and then something goes wrong where they like do all float up in this in the sky, not in the sky, just in the no. arena, because of the gravity thing. But at the end of the day, the hockey team wins. And uh, he gets the girl and hi, <laughs> because he's a male protagonist. He earned it. Gross. <laughs> um, by lying and then realizing that he shouldn't have lied in the first place. The movie ends with them all playing a game of pickup hockey. Oh, like on a pond. Cute. Yeah. It seems like it's it's weird because it's got the. Teenage, what if this 13-year-old boy went to college thing and what if I rebranded myself as a bad boy thing and he's into science and hockey? But my guess is that it probably blends, like it all blends together in yeah. a decent way. There are mixed there are mixed reviews on this. Some people say it's one of the better DCOMs of its era. Some people say it's not not, not a particularly good DCOM mm-hmm. in the grand scheme of things. I haven't seen it. <laughs> that all DCOMs are basically the same. This one seems... Like a classic formula that every time we guess a plot of, we're doing essentially a version of that. Yeah. So, yeah. That was genius. Nice. And? And it is on Disney+. Plus. Huzzah. So you can watch it there. I'm guessing it's your your classic 90 minutes, or probably a little less. So, um. Oh, 82 minutes. Even shorter. Oh, boy. (laughs) 
So, yeah, that was genius. Haven't done one of those for a while. No, we were talking about what to do this week, and I was like, well, let's <laughs> subjugate myself to some torture. <laughs> <laughs> and, Condor, where can people find us on the internet? They can find us on the Twitter at Amateur Nerds. And me personally at Tyler Booty, T Y L E R B O U D Y. You can send us an email to amateurnerdspresent at gmail.com. Yeah, tell us who your favorite women geniuses are for the end of Women's History Month. Yes, please. Special thanks to our artist, Theo Golden, at TGoldenArt on Instagram. And our musician, Joe Winslow, whom you can find at joewinslowmusic.com. I've been Contra. And I've been Tyler. And we'll see you next time to find out if Troy actually makes his date. You can bet on it.